July 29, 2015. It's Watt from Pedro Show.
Right, uh, miscalculated a little bit on the time. That was Opelousa. Yeah, Opelousa. That was on my first record For that way I back, released. Right. Mm-hmm. And we started off with John Coltrane, 1962, oh, nice. oh. doing Chasing the Train. Oh, how nice. Uh, what's your first memory of music? My first memory of music? Hmm. Memory of music. Well, it'd probably have been at the church. So you were a little girl, maybe. As a little girl, and then there was. The so singing. Choir. Yeah. Singing. Yeah. And then my daddy, he sang. Oh, he's he needs a man. He like he liked to sing. He played the clarinet too, but he wow. most, mostly he sang. A liquor stick. Yeah. And where's this? That's in Shreveport, Louisiana. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a family thing, and then the church. Yeah. I know a lot of <clears throat> old rock and rollers start singing in the church. Yeah. Very important. Yeah. Place. So, uh, yeah, you were a little girl, right? Do you, you, you remember first songs you would sing? Their hymns. Uh, I guess I would just be singing like. Uh, With everybody else in the big choir, right? Yeah. Choir people singing closer to thee and uh, what else? <clears throat> Some song about the the bird way up high. Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> it's a little while ago. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> what about uh, records or radio? When did that happen? Well. I used to listen to the radio. Yeah. On my dad's radio would come off in the morning. We'd wake up, hear it, 
and it was like a country station. It was it was some kind of radio show, and somebody would go, "Wonderful world, wonderful world," and it was like a talk radio show. Okay. And uh, and then they they sang like kind of country music on that ch- channel, so I liked that. Did your pop have records? They guys have record player. He had a record player. Um, he was in the big band stuff. Yeah, yeah. Quite a bit, yeah. And then and then my mom, she was into like opera stuff. Also used to hear that. Oh yeah, she we'd hear opera like when we'd ha- have to work out in the yard, cleaning the yard. She would open the windows of the house, and they would play that on Saturday. They'd play that the opera. Over the PBS radio, and so I would do faux opera. That kind of business. The other is kind of Italian. <laughs> so, so that's probably when you first got going with singing. Singing, okay. yeah. Do you remember uh, in school? Did you do any of that kind of music? Well, in school, they used Sometimes to Sometimes they give you an instrument. Yeah, or... they did. They, they In school, they, I, I remember playing the Calaves. And I remember yeah. songs like, uh, Low bridge, everybody down. Low bridge, because you're coming to a town. You know that? You play the clave, do it? I got them, you. My name is Sal. Fifteen miles on the Erie Canal. Okay. I don't know why we'd sing that Erie Canal down in Louisiana, but it was in the music book. <laughs> <It's> cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know they don't yeah, have they don't have they music in school anymore. That's why uh, why Flea started that conservatory yeah. in Silver Lake. That was a really good. Because he went back to Fairfax where the, he did trumpet. They didn't have the program anymore. Didn't have any any. He thought program. it was terrible, and so he, he started that up. Uh, I was a really. But so, did they give you an instrument though? But because we're talking about the waves back, not nowadays, yeah. Oh, wave like a. Because I remember they'd have us. They also had us doing even weird dancing. Did, did you? Oh did yeah. You have yeah, dancing, yeah. Brother yeah, yeah, Mayday dance. <laughs> Cajun two step. I remember learning that. <laughs> yeah, we that. had that in school. In school, and I think that was really good <clears throat> yeah. for people's uh, developmental. Uh, situation, sure. you know, uh, being able to interact with each other, and yeah, that really bumped me out when they uh, quit having music in school. I used to teach when I lived in LA. I, I taught at two different schools because I had friends who were school teachers, and they'd have me come in and teach music, and I, I liked doing that. Yeah, but they had to like bring in because they don't have a program. They didn't have a program. No, I was just I was a volunteer. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Do you remember, I don't know, making a, a band, playing with people in school back then? I, in fifth grade, I had a fifth band grade. with my best friend. Okay. We well, were the Gurgles, G-U-R-G-L-E-S, the Gurgles. The Gurgles. And what, did you play guitar? We just sang. Just singer? Just yeah, we just, it, was, we were just, it was really stupid. Okay. We would sing Beatles songs uh, with S at the beginning. Beatles songs with S at the beginning. Mm-hmm. That's terrible. Well, you mean all the words had an S? No, we'd make them have S. Yeah, you make them have that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's play some music. <laughs> Let's play some music.
Once you're above, they're gonna love it, but don't wait until he's here to uncover all of your diamonds, girl, cause they're all inside. Baby, when he puts you above, they're gonna love it, but don't wait until he's here to uncover all of your diamonds, girl, cause they're all inside. He was my spot.
if you've ever worked in a record store that's not a big chain place, you know it is a magnet for freaks in every city. A buddy of mine from Colorado had a story about a patron who loved music, but was almost impossible to please. He would go to the clerks and talk to them about the music they were playing and tell them what he loved about it. And, well, like any record store clerk, they were stoked. Because that's what every record store clerk wants, to play his own music and have customers come in and learn about it and love it. So when this guy would tell them what he liked about this band or that, they would suggest, you know, music for him to buy. The problem was he only listened to Black Sabbath. Not knowing it was such an obstacle, the clerk said, oh, of course, yeah, I like Black Sabbath too. But if you like the way this Born Against record sounds, you should check out Born Against. The guy dug in. No, you don't get it. I only listen to Black Sabbath. So our clerks were at a bit of a crossroads as these, this guy clearly liked music that wasn't Black Sabbath, but just wouldn't accept any band that wasn't Black Sabbath. So they did what any music-loving and enterprising record store clerk would do. Burned CDs for this guy, saying they were Black Sabbath records, and then putting the album title as whatever the band actually was. And he loved it. He loved Black Sabbath's My Bloody Valentine. He loved Black Sabbath's Husker Du. And everybody loves Black Sabbath's quintessential... The Melvins. And for a year or so, that's how it went. He kept coming in, getting more music, and telling these guys what he loved about all the stuff he'd been acquiring. And then one day, he walked in with a shoebox, standing in the doorway, scowling at them, and threw it on the counter and screamed, I'm not fucking stupid! Apparently, he had met another Black Sabbath fan who maybe called him out on being an idiot because Black Sabbath didn't use moogs or have female vocalists or any sort of the things that he had come to appreciate. And he was humiliated. He felt like he was part of a joke. And nothing could be farther from the, the truth. These guys just wanted to help him like music. And they were gutted because this guy felt a fool and all they wanted to do was help him. So, like I said earlier, when you are in the record store, it is a freak magnet. The bad thing is you can't go find the freaks when you want to correct something. You just have to wait there for them to come to you. So weeks turn into months and many months go by where they don't see this guy and they're saddled and resigned to the notion that they are just dicks in his eyes. And then, one day out of the blue, he shows up. And in a year that goes by, these guys would have been comforted to have seen him. Yet, when he returned, they weren't so comfortable because he didn't say anything. He skulked around the store, occasionally peeking up at them, leaving them to wonder, did he come back to, to exact his revenge? Is there a crossbow hidden under his coat? Is this the revenge of Black Sabbath? 
He wandered around the store looking in sections that Black Sabbath couldn't be in. J. M. T. What was he doing? Then he quietly approached the counter, avoiding eye contact, and sheepishly said, Oh, hey guys, um, I've been out of town for a little while, and, uh, I was just kind of wondering, um, like, have there been any new Black Sabbath records? You see, not all my tales end in mischief and fuckery and shit getting set on fire. There's a story with a happy ending, and I love it.
daughter doing the echo of your heart. Uh, Bob Schreiner ahead of that, Black Sabbath. Uh, the bit, the comedy bit, not the band. Uh, Danskable 15, Kyoka ahead of that, the annoying and the greedy by Can Can Heads. Sisu band with If You Don't Cry, Tad Falco ahead of that with Lady from Shanghai. Diamonds Girl from Elmay. Tom Tobacco with Demon Practice. Ahead of that, Many Birthdays, Brand New, Flash in the Dark, Pastiche for D from Solanke, and starting it off, Petra Hayden with Satellite. So musically, what happened after the girls, gurgles? <laughs> well, I went into high school, and, yeah. and then I, let's see, I started taking... Drugs in a high school, which well, I started playing guitar though too. And uh, well, let, 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 let me back up before the gurgles. I took piano lessons okay when I was in uh, grammar school from Miss Fitz. And uh, did you like it? I, I liked it, um, uh, but I, I'm not like I didn't. I have a better ear than reading. I mean, I can read, but I'm slow reading. And yeah. uh, I'm not a fast reader. And I yeah, always thought it was like a disconnect between reading and uh, and and just playing and just hearing. And so yeah. uh, I, when I left the piano <clears throat> for years, and when I went back to it, I just went back to it as a totally different beast. I, I don't read at all. I just play by ear. Kind yeah. of. That's how... They never let kids play that way, though. They always make them read. Yeah, that's that's how to do it. And uh, it usually turns people off. Most people I know that learned piano as a kid hated it. Yeah. Some come back, but it's on their own. Right, with Toko Honda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, we had to go to Cal Arts mm-hmm. to learn like avant-garde, like piano. And yeah, she to like do the classical because all the bad experience. All of it. Oh yeah. So. Well, you weren't writing tunes yet, were you, <clears throat> when you were taking those piano <coughs> lessons? No, but I, I, I had a little cigar box. I wrote I wrote poems. Okay. I wrote thoughts. Yeah. Big thoughts. 
And um, did you put those to music? I didn't. I just okay. I, at that point I just had them in my secret place. Yeah. Then, I, anyways, in high school I was doing, going out with someone who got into drugs, and I guess I was doing drugs too. And he got put into prison. And uh, so then uh, there was no more drugs. And I met some people who lived out in the country, and everybody played music and wrote songs. And that's what I started doing, just hanging oh. out with these people out there. So there was a scene. In East Texas, and we just, we'd stay up all night long jamming music and making wow. up songs. And that was a great period for me. That's what got you kind of going into music. Mm-hmm. That's with actually when I wrote Opelousas way back then. That's okay. a really old song. You want to give some of those people credit? Can you remember? Let's see, T-Bone, Kelly, and uh, who else? Uh... Paul Maines, Randy Gwines. <clears throat> you know, I played shows uh, last summer with Randy Gwines. He came out with this uh, fiddle player uh, from Louisiana, and I, I said, I have some shows up in uh, Seattle, and they drove out, and we drove up and <clears throat> did six shows up there. That was And from all those time back right well actually i pulled out one of the old gw corner songs and uh that was kind of fun wow wow so when did you start like playing outside that little group of people well i'd say when i when i left and went to uh California and I started playing on the streets in Venice and I wow. and I played it on hoot nights at the Troubadour. Okay. That was like on Monday nights. And then um What made you pick LA? Well to go there. My um this band had come down with this man, Tom Ayers, they were called Levi and the Rockettes. They wanted to play that Louisiana Hayride, and I was... They were at The Mask, you know. They were? Yeah, that was a band that practiced at The Mask, believe it or not. Well... There was a lot of rockabilly bands in the punk scene, but there were some in Levi and the Rockets. Yeah, Levi and the Rockets, and then it became, I think, Levi and the Ripcords, maybe. But what, but the the ones that showed up and played it in Louisiana, uh, I was playing at the Louisiana Hayride, uh, uh, kind of opening for Michael... Grady and um, and they said you should come out to Hollywood. Okay, <laughs> just like in the movies. <laughs> right, just like in the movies. You gotta go to Hollywood. That's what they said. And then uh, I think that's where they lived. That's what they lived. And so um, when uh, the there they had kind of a manager guy that was from Shreveport. I had never okay. met him before that time, but I, so I rode with him back out to to Hollywood. Damn. Yeah. Just like that. How old were you? I was at that point. I was maybe just. I just turned eighteen, so I was finally not a minor. But then I got out to California. They put a big old M on my hand, and I was like, "Oh, now I'm a minor again." (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, because twenty-one. Yeah, I was twenty-one in California. Yeah. So you had to get take the. You know, we're at the end of the first hour. July 29, 2015, Dishwap Pedro Show, Brother Matt, our guest at Cody cool. Williams. Hold tight for hour two.
July 29, 2015. It's the second hour of the Lot from Pedro show. Here's another tune from Victoria. Walk through fields, tall golden grass, see the sky and the puddles like a looking glass. Red-tailed hawk soars high overhead in the sky and the west turned crimson red. Make sure you take it all in. Take a ride on slow summer wind. Hold it long as you can. Don't tell no one where you've been. Moonlight shadows, song of the night. The sky is a sea of flickering starlight. Through tunnels of darkness, patches of day, I hear the wind start howling and carry it away. Make sure you take it all in. Take a ride on a slow summer wind. Hold it along as you can. Don't tell no one where. No, don't tell no
Mañana voy a ser más joven que hoy, mañana va a salir el sol, mañana todo el mundo va a estar mejor, mañana llego a donde voy. Ayer estaban todos, hoy ya no están, ayer estábamos tan bien, ayer no había motivos para dudar, ayer todo podía ser. Hoy está nublado otra vez, hoy no tengo nada que hacer, hoy me dejó mi mujer, hoy con suerte tengo que comer.
Lock for Pedro Show. We started the second hour off. Victoria Williams doing, uh, doing right on the air here. Take it all in. Uh, what was it? A GW? GW. Corners with a K. Corners with a K song. Yeah. Uh, K-O-R-N-E-R-S. And then we had Void from Super Chunk. Golden Grease Banditos after that. Ha- uh, Dynasty Handbag. Edith Petra turned me on that. But I guess she's Tanya's friend. Oh, you know yeah. Lady? Yeah. No, I, I hadn't. Chibs or something like this. Like to know. Uh, well, I'm just learning to. Uh, theme from Hobo Combo, waiting for uh, measures, King Champion sounds, Divigician, Divigician, Temporal. Also, oh, it must be Espanol. Okay. Divigacion, that's what it is. Temporal. La, las Humberstones. Oh, I remember I call them Humberstones, but they, they say Humberstones. Oh. So sound like Rolling Stones. Oh, yeah. They're chilly guys. They're cool people. Uh, Big Daddy it. Rides Again, Cosmo Jones, Beat Machine, out of uh, that's out of Finland. And finally, Tollum uh, Kaufman with Little Peace on Big Piano. Uh, so, you, yeah, you go to Hollywood. What's that like? Wow, it was wild. Punk stuff was happening. Yeah. I met Miss Mercy. Miss Mercy, you know, from the GTO. Yeah, yeah, sure. And she took me out to the church because there was a Louisiana woman singing. And, you know, because she was married to, well, she had Shuggy Otis's kid, Lucky. And that she, she brought me out to the church. And then they asked for choir members, so I joined the choir, the Landmark Community Church, which was Johnny Otis's church. Sure. So I would take the bus well, the down there. I went and visited him in Altadena. Yeah, he did a big interview with Johnny Otis. Yeah, the maestro. But the man used to have a radio show on KXLU called The Blues Shift, so he met a lot of these cats. Yeah, oh man, nice. Yeah. So you joined the choir? Yep, yep, yep. And Etta was there sometimes, Etta James. Yeah. And- both of them are gone now. They both died mm. really sh- short time between each yeah. other, just recently. I-, I was sad to see that, but I did. But they were up in years. They were up in the years, and and Etta had gotten pretty sick, so she's probably it's, it's a good thing she's relieved now. Yeah, yeah. So besides doing the choir, you said you were also busking, like on the boardwalk. Yeah, on the boardwalk and Venice Beach, and that's where I. An open mic night at the Troubadour? Troop, oh, open mic at Troubadour. And that's where I got asked to do my first uh, record deal, somebody who heard me playing on the beach. and um, Really? Yep. Somebody asked you to do a record hearing you playing at the beach. Yep, and I, and they gave me a contract. And I had met somebody in New York when I had gone to New York, and I sent them the contract. He said, don't sign that. That's like what they give... Uh, People in the 50s, it's a very bad contract. And then he said, why don't you make up a tape and send it to me? So uh, I made up a tape. At that point, I was playing my Vox Continental organ, and I sent it to him. um, You were playing an organ on the beach? No, no. On the beach, I was playing the guitar. What year was that? And I I had a little pig nose. I had a pig nose amp with it. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, Brother Matt's asking... About, what year? Yeah, yeah around when? That's like the early 80s. Yeah. yeah. So 30 years ago. Yeah. So it's like Ted, Ted Hawkins was on the Ted beach Ted Hawkins then? was out there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. 
<laughs> Ted Hawkins, Uncle Uncle Bill was yeah, out there. Yeah, Uncle Bill. Yeah. Oh man. Butch Mudbone. Oh yeah, yeah, Butch Mudbone. Heck yeah. <laughs> oh man, you know them all. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't have you on my show back then. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, well but- I did go. You know what? I had a tragedy happen at, at one point where, um, my. I had I had met these people and I was singing at the, their birthday party in the park in Santa Monica, you know. And I had a 1941 Martin D18. Oops, I took it out. I must have left it in the street. And I was like, what? (laughs) And so I really freak out. I went back there. I start screaming, where'd my police bring my guitar back? And I'm screaming. The police come. They go, honey, you got to check the pawn shops. You know, you you can't, nobody's going to just bring that guitar back. I still never found that guitar. We call that a donate. It's a big time donate. Anyway, you got the organ at the pad you're staying at, probably, and you made a tape with it. Oh yeah, I had it. Yeah, and I made the tape and with. Sent it. it to New York, and I sent that uh, to the guy in New York, and he sent it to this guy at Rough Trade Records, and uh, yeah. and that guy wanted to make a record with me. And England so, guy, right? England, Jeff Travis. Jeff Travis. And so he ended up sending me on a tour, even though I hadn't made the record yet, opening for. Um, uh, Jonathan Richmond. Oh yeah, and um, Grass Valley. Yeah. Jonathan Richmond. He yeah. lives in Grass Valley. Well, I was just listening here to Utah Phillips on the car on the way over here. You know, he's from Nevada City, which is next that to Grass far, Valley. Yeah. yeah. I wow. knew Utah Phillips. He he wanted to re- record one of my songs, the train song. Yeah, okay. but he he died. He, he never did it. Never. Jonathan was here about a year ago. Yeah, yeah, playing yeah. gigs. I've done some gigs with him. He's a tripper. He's a trip, isn't he? <laughs> what a trip. <laughs> anyway, you went on tour with him. Did he take the bus? Because, you know, he used to, like, ride the Greyhound, and the band would be in the van. No, we <laughs> were all... He's got a song in... about that, where he was going to take the bus and the band. Yeah, he didn't like the van. He probably didn't <laughs> like the... I don't think he liked the van. We, we were in a van yeah. when we were on the, the tour. I remember riding around the Nordic countries and... Oh, it was a Europe tour. Yeah, it was all Europe. It was a Europe tour, yeah. And uh, uh, I didn't have a record out. I, I had really never even played uh, <laughs> in a proper venue at that yeah. point. Yeah. So, so you were it, just thrown to the wild. I was. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like it? And then you made a record for Jeff. Yeah. Well, I started to make a record for Jeff. And then, you know, I had met Peter, and um, he was he is first going to make make his record and I was in there with him while he was making his record with T-Bone Burnett and I saw him play bass in the Nerves he did yeah with the last wow they were great you mean At recently recently that he the oh, Nerves recently like 78 or okay okay yeah 77 right. 78 because I had heard that maybe they done another there was a little record I had by him and it had four songs a on it recent record I think each guy Wrote a song because all three of them were kind of like leaders. Yeah, they're all leaders. They ended up doing their own bands. Man, Jack and uh, Paul, the drummer was yeah. 
Under but the anyway, plim, so after the plim souls. But then when we were together, oh, yeah, right, he right, decided right. that he wanted to be solo. He didn't want to be in the plim sure. He made that record with T Bone. Yeah, and he made that record with Tiba. And then at that point, somebody from Geffen came in and they said, we'd like to put your, your record out on Geffen. And I thought, oh, probably that's better than, you know, Rough Trade. I probably thought, you know, that I had no idea that, you know, that was really crazy. But I did it. I did it for Geffen. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. Sonics. Sonic Youth is on Geffen. Yeah, were they? There's so, so tons of poses to it. Yeah. Brother Matt... What about the spin cycle? We got something coming up? Oh, yeah, ready to roll. Because uh, Troy's going to jam with you. Cool. So let's get this going. Cool, I got a little Petra to start it off. I didn't have the one to help me have to do it all by myself. 
went to get a mohawk and maybe he went to get some gnarly thrash boots maybe he went to go ride his skateboard maybe he went to see the circle jerks
much. Thank you. Elliot and Victoria. Thank you very much. Elliot there jamming over the meat pups before that. Victoria jamming with. Uh, well, what oh, made you do what? What you just done, brother Matt? Well, start off with some Petra because I've been he- hearing about Petra a bit tonight and lately, so yeah. it's always good to have some Petra in there. She and, told uh, me I could sing on it. She uh, said. Uh, don't worry, you're gonna sing, and so then, but then when I couldn't sing, I'm gonna have you sing. I didn't want to mess her up. It's so beautiful, her her voice. Oh yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. And uh, then just kind of got in the desert mode a little bit. Got to have meat puppets if you're in the desert mode. Right. Uh, yeah, but you were playing guitar to that one cat. Um, yeah, there's Tom. Tom Watson was also in there. Um, and uh, where's Bill, the camper van Beethoven? Oh, no, no, but the other tune, uh, she was vamping on the court. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, you yeah. Oh, Bill Alvin. Oh, right, yeah. right, yeah, the Alvin Brothers. I remember Brothers. that Yeah, that was, that was very cool. I remember that. For they, they did the big, I big love Bru- those guys. Yeah, they did Big Bill Brunzi, so that was some uh, special little disc pressing. That That's right, stuff. something from the Grammy. Yeah, yeah, I saw them up at the Grammy Museum. Saw yeah. Mavis there last week. That was great. You did? Yeah. Did she do a show? Well, kind of she, she got the Woody Guthrie Award, um, and uh, so people who who kind of keep that Woody Guthrie civil rights uh, spirit alive, and um, so they they have these neat little shows. They got a little tiny theater there, like two two hundred seat theater, and they'll have uh, like an interview, then they have a little question and answer with the audience, and then they'll usually do like a set. So so as I saw Mavis last week, I saw Phil and uh, Dave a couple months back. Yeah, Taj Mahal. Oh, that was Taj a great Mahal. one. Yeah, he's Taj so great. Yeah, he was just on the radio. I just heard him on, like on the NPR. You were talking public radio. I heard Taj. Cool. He lives in Hawaii now. Yeah, yeah, he's in Kauai. His wife's artist great? over there. I think. Oh, he used to see so, him on the beach in the knee. He's playing on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so good. <laughs> yeah. this, did you ever see this TV show? The Rolling Stones wouldn't let it come out at the time, but it was like their show. The rock and roll circuit. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he opens up the gig. Right. Uh-huh. Dressed as a cowboy and shit. He's so great. I remember seeing him dressed I, up as a cowboy, yeah. So ain't that a lot of love? I think it's a, that's the two. Right there. Magic trick. Yeah, yeah. The who's on that. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, uh, they do, uh, and, and Jethro Toll. They do quick one. Marianne yeah, Faithful. Jethro Toll with the Black Sabbath guy with the wearing a oh, felt yeah. hat. Yeah, it's this trippy thing. But Taj is so good in there. Yeah. Speaking of the desert, how did you end up there? Oh, gosh. I just, uh, I was, I'd go up there. Uh, my friends had a hotel up there that they had bought up in Rimrock, and I was renting a, a room up there, number three, for like three years. Uh, it was like 300 bucks a month. And I would just go up there to get out of L.A., then when I got married to Mark, it was too small. So then we number found three. a yeah, it was too small. <laughs> so uh, actually, I was in number four then, <laughs> but but it was too, still too small. So yeah. we, we we got a bought a house over in Joshua Tree. So you've been there a number of years. Long time now, really so long. Well, I skipped ahead a little. Oh well, we're at the end of. Um... Oh, no, no, we got some time. Okay. Because uh, I skipped ahead, you made that record for Mr. Geffen. Yes, that was called "Happy Come Home." Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And you went and toured that with the band. Oh well, actually, uh, they sent me out opening for uh, 
Randy Newman. And uh, he was solo, and I had uh, two players with me. I had uh, Greg Cohen and Ralph Carney. I don't know if you know either of them. Ralph plays lots of different instruments, and Greg plays upright bass. uh, uh, So, yeah, we, we toured just Europe once again, yeah. And I didn't have a record out then either. And then uh, I had made this record, but I ran into somebody from Warner, and they said, I feel so bad about your record, because, you know, they never pre- pressed it onto CD, and everybody, I'd see people say, I'm I'm going to buy your record when it comes out on CD, because I'm just buying CDs now, They you know. In those days, yeah. In those days, and, uh, and they never pressed it onto CD. And then they really never really shipped the album, and then my manager disappeared. He was also managing uh, that guy that sc- used to scream, Sam Kennison. Oh. And then I read <laughs> in that, yeah, I read, I read on the uh, in that uh, Hollywood Reporter thing that he was being fired. Sam Kennison was firing this manager I had, and I thought, well, I've got to fire this manager I have because because <laughs> I. <laughs> Hey, I never did anything. I made a record. I know you're supposed to do something when you make a record. But I did get to tour Europe. But that was really fun. Opening for Randy Newman. Yeah, he's a character. Huh? Yeah. He played piano and sang, right? Yeah. yeah. He was great. He don't have a lot of overhead. Like Bob Dylan, he don't need a band either. These guys could just walk into a pad. And just... Yeah, he could just play by himself <laughs> no. anytime. Man, that's right. Okay, we're at the end of the second hour, uh, July 29, 2015 edition of Waffle Peter Show. Our guest, uh, Victoria Williams. Hold tight for hour three. July 29, 2015, it's the third hour of the Watford Pedro Show. Even in a lonely world, you 
Pedro Show. Start off the third hour. Victoria Williams doing Make Your Move. She don't know why that song came to her, but it was from a, a 70s Louisiana band called... With the Caddo Wizard Band. Caddo Wizard Band. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And then we heard uh, Ja 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 doing Yapoini Zamiata, so smirk. Uh, Afro Argo from Miladoika You Need Tanya from Uzma Doma and How It Goes from Labor Camp from Brazil okay so So you're doing these tours and your records ain't coming out kind of frustrating situation yeah yeah Uh, so what did you do about it so I went back to Rough Trade Manager guy. You went, finally scissored him, right? Yeah, I scissored him, and then I went to my second record. I went back to Rough Trade and said, I, I was crazy to go to Geffen. I don't know what I was right. thinking. So I went back to Rough Trade, and then before my record came out, they went bankrupt. Oh, I remember, yeah. So then... Uh, Buddy of mine, Jay Mascus, was on that label. Yeah, Jay that. Mascus was on that label, too. So then um, Mammoth said, uh-huh. we'll put your record out. North Carolina label. North Carolina label. And so they put out, uh, it was called Swing the Statue. That was my second record. And then... uh, And you actually got to tour that. I did, I did. You got to go play gigs with the record. I got to play gigs, yeah. Great. Yeah. And then... They cut... They joined up with Atlantic. Yeah. And somehow, somehow I went on to Atlantic. And then I was on Atlantic for a few records. Okay. I did uh, my next record. Oh, no. I got Okay, here's what happened. Swing the Statue had come out, and then that record label went bankrupt. Then I got a call from this lady. She says, I work for Neil Young. I said, I love Neil Young. She says, well, apparently he loves you too. He wants you to open for him. And so I went out opening for him, and he was doing that um, record, um, the answer to, to, what was that record called? Oh, dear. Anyways. I just saw Neil last week. You saw Neil last week? Yeah, Red Rocks. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, Boulder. Colorado. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Did he have a band? Yeah, yeah. Band of Horses opened for him. And then he had a, the band he did, that new Monsanto album. Um, I would like to hear some of that Monsanto record. I yeah, haven't heard it, but I'm yeah. so happy that he made it because yeah. I'm very anti-Monsanto. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they used good to dump reason. DDT out here. Raw. Oh, no. That's, that's I hear in Pedro. You might be feeling kind of comfortable. You got your buzz going. Um, and you might be in the kind of mood where you really don't want someone asking you to do audience participation, but just trust me on this one. Um, at a certain point, I'm going to scream, uh, three words that have four syllables And then I'm going to ask you to scream right after that, everybody together. And when you hear these words, you'll know them. 
you've heard them your whole life. Um, but you probably have never tried screaming them, and you won't believe how cathartically amazing it is to do. And if we all do it together, it's going to be even more amazing because we'll just all be the same idiots together. <clears throat> so, you'll see when that starts to happen, it's going to be a ways, little ways into it. And um, so please just, whatever you got to do, just take this opportunity. It's not every day that someone says you are allowed to scream your brains out. So I'm encouraging you to, to do that if you, if you feel like it. It's sort of the opposite meditation experience of Al's set, Al and Leslie's set which is very trancey and, and wonderful. Um, so we'll, I'll just, we'll just go and see what happens.
was that was the phrase. <laughs> Never have another one. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Watch for Peter Show last music. Uh, we had Stick Sellers with Girl Scout Cookies. Basho with Davey Rodriguez doing Hey You. Hey, Basho. And I think it's Swenson Klain, but S. Klain and R. Gang Bang doing Catatonic. They're out of Canada. So, yeah, all that freaky label stuff in the 90s, and you're getting swung around, and I could see you wanting to stay out in the desert. Yeah. Uh, what it, I, my fortunate thing happened when I was out opening for Neil Young. I was on the 23rd show. Yeah. And this is when I I, I got everything just broke down and I, I my hands weren't making yeah. chords. And and, uh, and I was like, oh, I'll just sing a cappella. So, I, you know, I just so much love that I was opening for Neil Young. And then Neil's uh, tour manager said, you've got to go to a hospital and find out what's wrong with you. And so then... A bunch of just hospitals during the tour test, yeah, and then uh, I had to. Well, I had to leave the tour, and then yeah. uh, and then and then that's when I caught the MS. And then there's yeah. all those benefits for me. And um, first one at, at the in LA, and and then another one in uh, New York City, and then Mike Scott from the Waterboys. He couldn't play the benefit, and he said, if, if there's a record, I'll do one of her songs, and that gave uh, them the idea to uh, records. Do, the, do a record of my songs, yeah. and that was really the biggest break, for, to have all those people cut my songs. Yeah, yeah. That was really nice. And it was actually other people who play. It wasn't the... The racket, the machine. It wasn't. The ma- it was just. It was just the artist doing it. And then, I, then I said, then I want to start a. I said, artists. You know, we're like plumbers. They get together and do benefits for other plumbers, or you know, they just artists, musicians are always doing benefits for for other artists and for other causes. And I said, I I, I want to start Sweet Relief, and um, with the monies that came in from the record of uh, people cutting my songs, and uh. So I started Sweet Relief, and that was good. You sing that in Opelousa. Yeah, and that's why I call Does it. Does it come from that? Yes, th- that's why. Because you said that's a really old song of yours. Yeah. So the Sweet Relief came yeah. out of it. Okay. That's what, yeah. And then, um, and then Geffen Pratt, they pulled out Happy Come Home and put it out on a CD. <laughs> so that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> finally caught on. That was nice. Uh, and yeah. then there's the, the D.A. Penny Baker documentary of Happy Come Home. The guy who made uh, Don't oh, yeah. Look Back, Bob yeah. Dylan. Right? That's true. That was really he nice. He also made one about, a, a second one, you know that. They call it Eat the Document. Yeah. Right. yeah. There's bootlegs of it. Never Dylan would let it cut out. Yeah, but the, the Scorsese movie that came out. Uh, it's got parts in it. It's got parts of the... He was shooting the next tour. He did a the electric band backing yeah, him. Yeah, the electric. Yeah. Uh, somebody yells at him at in Manchester, right? Judas. Uh-huh. Oh. I don't believe you. Yeah. Tells Robbie Robertson to turn it off. Oh, <laughs> can you believe it? Gosh. There was a big deal because of uh, not playing acoustic. Not know. playing acoustic, right. All, all of a sudden he's gone electric. Like, uh-oh, mm-hmm. they didn't like that. That's a, b- a bad... They want to pull the plug. They yeah. had a bad live sound back then. They're getting all this feedback. And right, right. But people kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> Some people. 
When's that movie uh, blow up? Jeff Beck, uh-huh. he's got the feedback. Uh, I can imagine in the 60s, the first electric gigs and stuff. Like the Beatles playing a baseball stadium. Yeah. Right? Just amps. <laughs> Just their amps powering the whole stadium. <laughs> when they played in that boxing ring and they were t- <laughs> turning the whole stage, every song played for a different corner of the crowd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really funny things. So... So you had kind of good, yeah, good break, but it ain't a good break to get MS. No, so it's kind of mixed bag. Yeah, mixed bag. Uh, yeah. How? But uh, did it, you play guitar now? Yeah, sort of. <laughs> no, but no. did it kind of go away a little bit? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I I took a lot. I did lots of I, yeah. I got I, I had I got to a point where I couldn't walk for a while, and then I I went to this. Actually, Greg Cohen, he set me up at this to go to this doctor. He total wellness, and she she just started connecting the muscles to the brain and getting everything coordinated again. So that's how that worked. Connecting out. the muscles to the brain. Yeah, because it'd be like I would think that I could do something. Yeah, there was no way I could think, and and then I couldn't do it. It was like that's just crazy. You couldn't will it. You couldn't will it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but did you still, music, right? Did you still have the cigar box? Were you still making the tunes? Yeah, still making the songs, yeah. But you just couldn't execute them, you couldn't play them. Yeah. But it came back, this doctor, okay, yeah. much respect to her yeah. for helping out. And it wasn't uh, big time medicines. Mm-mm. Although I did take a lot of steroids. Okay. And, uh, and I have still been taking shots, like now three times a week I take a shot. Co-packs and for for the MS, yeah. Uh, Although I had them right now, <clears throat> waiting on them. I haven't been taking them for a month. <clears throat> can you feel it? I can kind of feel it. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> but I don't know if I can feel it, because I also is just I suddenly have this backache thing that I've never had in my life. That's I guess called sciatica, but I don't know. Oh yeah, God, Scotty, God bless all anybody has to deal with this because this was his leg. Shooting leg. leg. Yeah, it goes into your yeah. leg. Yes, yeah, it goes into your leg. Who had it in their leg? This guy, the guy who was playing drums in the Stooges, Scott Ashton. Oh, he really sweetheart, but it was it was intense on him. He had to have a surgery. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he did. It, it's it's crazy, you a know, pain. And, uh, I can imagine. Well, you know the whole journey of life. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, intense. You, but do you think it bears on your your music, your songwriting, or in spite of it? It is in spite of it. I'm just, yeah. I'm just trying to just do. I just like to. Yeah. Like to transcend it, or do, do you write songs about it? Oh, because I've been yeah. through some sicknesses. I wrote a whole opera about a sickness that almost killed me. Really? Oh wow! Because it was profound. It was like 15 years ago, and uh, it was super hard on me. And I, I said, I'm going to get something out of this. I almost died of pneumonia when I was 22. Wow. A week later, I didn't, you know, I didn't even, even write one verse about it. And then <laughs> when it comes, I almost get killed 20 years later from the sickness. Damn. Uh, yeah. I write a whole opera. I like to it. hear this opera. Yeah, it's called The Second Man's Middle Stand. Those guys I was playing with with you in Orange County was the band. That's that, a great band. Longshoreman guys I put together to make that piece. And I used the... The Divine Comedy from Dante, 
That oh, was yes. kind of the parallel. So the hell was the sickness. Yeah. Uh, healing was the purgatory, and then getting to do the kayak in the base, that was heaven. Yes. <laughs> so it kind of <laughs> bum rushed his story. <laughs> well, I mean. I still like to hear it. Like, yeah. Maybe play yeah, it on should the give show. it to you. I'll, I'll oh, you can, to you. Yeah, if you that would be uh, great. Actually, Petra's all over it. She's on all the parts. Oh, fantastic. Um, you know, but yeah, life deals you the hand, and uh, you got to play the best you can. It's funny because music too, how you call it playing. Yeah. Uh, but do you have advice? What about somebody just getting into this? Like Elliot, you ain't been in this scene that long, right? A little bit. I mean, I'm 25. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, now you're an old man. <laughs> I've been out of school for like three years. Yeah. Okay. Like if you were asking somebody advice, like somebody like Elliot was going to ask you advice about this racket here, Victoria, what would you tell him? Well, uh, I think that he, uh, I get I, advice from him because he, he, he's doing the, the, modern, the modern way, going around places and ha- having grants and going places and writing and, and doing... Well, I shouldn't speak for you, um, Elliot. Well, so you're saying you couldn't give me any advice? I mean, I <laughs> no, I don't know what what except for just keep. Well, I just to used it for an example because he's here and he's young. Yeah, <laughs> but if somebody was going to ask you about advice, you know, you've you've had quite a journey. So, you think you could give anybody some advice from all that? Um. I'd say what's worked for me is I've uh, been good Lord God Almighty. Yep, I've been fortunate to have my mama's prayers, and uh, somehow walked me through everything. I, I just uh, gotta have some faith. I think you gotta. Yeah, that's good advice. <laughs> you gotta have faith. Yeah. Somebody praying for you. You gotta believe in yourself a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And then if you pray, I learned this from Johnny Otis. Like if you pray about something and you've given it up to God, then you just whatever happens, you like remember like, oh well, I prayed for this, so this must be God's will. You know, whatever happens because because you prayed about it, and so then you feel like. Might not seem right right then, but then later on it might prove to be, of course, right. I yeah. think. I like that. I want to thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thanks oh, for being thanks there. Thanks for having me. Down. Uh, can, making that hell right. I know you got to make it back now. Well, mm-hmm. I'm going to go out there and maybe see if one of those Peregrine peregrines, Falcons. if I can find one. Yeah, go hit the beach while you're here. I'm going to hit the beach and see right if I can. Right over here by the lighthouse. That's going to look right good. I'm right heading there. over there and see if I can find well, one. Well, man, thank you so much for your cool. accentuating cool. it bad. Pleasure. Uh, it's been the August 20, no, not yet. 29? July 29, <laughs> 2015 Dishwaff Peter Show. Everybody out there, keep your powder dry. <laughs>